And we're back, boys. Let's go. Week 12. <laughs> Week 12. Uh, Tyler and I here in the Woos Media Studios. We got Smitty. Ryan's gone. Producer Smitty calling in remote. Um, he's feeling a little under the weather. Smitty, how you doing over there? Hello, boys. Now, for those who don't know, uh, we time travel. We just recorded the last part of the show. Yep. And we're like a Christopher Nolan podcast. So we, just, <laughs> we just got done doing the word association game. I don't know about that one. I think I do need to go to therapy now. You think so? Word association is weird. Not me. Everything's you fine. Say, you know, with me. Th- there is no wrong answer, though, right? You say ice cream and you say Liza Minnelli. I it think, works. I think that where you'd really start to dig things up is you got to like the words have to be a little pointed. You know, you yeah, I didn't want to go too deep with you guys today, though. Sure. Even though we could edit things out. But you got to say like love or, yes. you know, full show today. Break. We got a lot of stuff. We got picks. We got good extracurriculars. And we have an update. I have an update, Ryan, on our standings or at least our projections from our preseason draft. Now, for those who missed it, what we do every year preseason, we draft who we think is going to win and then lose each conference. So you get a point for each winner and you get a point for each loser of each conference. Will, we'll check in with that here in a few. Incredible. Yeah, I, I want to know how I'm doing with those because, again, it wasn't that it, it was a draft. So you had an advantage being first, um, but that might work to our benefit in some other cases. So um, very excited for that. Now, we have some college football news. Lots And by the way, our Sunday podcast, you'll hear about it later. Uh, we had some technological uh, problems. And Is it technical or technological? Technological. Yeah, that sounds that better. Technological dif- difficulties, you know? Yeah, no, we had, we, had, uh, we had technical difficulties in like half the podcast didn't work because we were remote. And so we didn't put it out there. But, um, you know, uh, just, just want to, if you were wondering what happened to our Sunday yeah, show. Yeah, we didn't right? have a show. But you know, one thing we talked about on the Sunday show that we didn't get to on this show mm. that people have to know about Mario Jazz. <laughs> right. Yes. Very yeah. good point. The Mario, I forgot about the Mario Jazz. Ryan, have you heard about this? <laughs> no. Okay. So Mario Jazz is exactly what you think it would be. It's Mario music, like from the video games, mm-hmm. slowed down, put to jazz music. Yep. It's relaxing. Wow. It's 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 meditating. It's soothing. Go yep. go listen to uh nothing like Mario some, Jazz. Some strings and some brass doing the the mm. Koopa you know Troopa music or whatever the it's called. Copacabana. Yes, is what it's called. Koopa Koopa yeah, but no. Uh, go listen. We can't play any here, but uh, copyright. That's actually why the podcast got <laughs> taken down. We got sued immediately by by the big wigs at, at the uh, Mario Jazz, uh, you know, company. Yeah, can't use that. Can't use it on here. But anyway, Mario Jazz. Go look it up. Incredible. Um, some college football news now. The coaching carousel is in full effect. It goes up and down. It goes around. Um, we saw both. Let's see. We saw Jimbo Fisher got fired. He's out. Mm-hmm. We also Jimbo. saw Will Arnett uh, or Will, <laughs> not Will Arnett. He's an actor <laughs> fan of the show, though. He's a friend of the show. He listens uh, every week. Um, no, we saw Zach Arnett, Zach Mississippi Arnett. State fired their head coach, yes. Zach Arnett. Penn State fired their offensive coordinator, Mike Yersich, after the abysmal performance against Michigan. Um, and there's rumors, by the way, this hasn't happened yet, but there was a report that came out yesterday that said UCLA is going to fire Chip Kelly after the USC game. That's a rough timing to have the report come out Tuesday that says after the game Saturday, we're going to fire the guy. Like, do you think Chip Kelly is working? Do you think that he's like, what the fuck is this? Well, I don't. This is what honestly drives me crazy about modern media Mm. and sources. I work with leaks, but but honestly, you guys know I worked on a very, very small level of this in radio for a long time. And it's really interesting, even at that level, because I did. 
for those who don't know, I worked in radio for a while. I hosted the Chris Harris show. Chris Harris was a player for the Denver Broncos. And it was amazing to me what people wanted me to say. The influence. It's like, hey, say this, say this. People not close to Chris Harris, Broncos fans who are lived in Greeley. And what I learned was if people think you can get their story out, they will try and exploit you for that, right? Not mm. everything you hear. I think a lot of what we hear in the news is overzealous reporters who get a nugget and run with it. And I don't blame these reporters themselves because I've been there, but it's people irresponsible with either information or who have an agenda. So someone doesn't like Chip Kelly. Someone wants things out and that's why things get out. The only way that anything ever ends up on ESPN or an article is if someone went to someone and told it. So like when we hear these rumors about is Bill Belichick going to go or where's Jim Harbaugh going to go or whatever, someone is saying something to someone else. What's sure. the motive? What's the incentive? So behind this, I just immediately go to, okay, who said this? Who's bringing this to the reporter? Right. What's the source of this? Because I don't get the point here. No, so me to neither. me, it seems like someone with connections and sour grapes who maybe not have, doesn't have a lot of influence. That's right. what I see here. It's a lot of smoke and not a lot of real. I may be wrong, but based on how media works, that's what I think with this story. Yeah. And I don't like it. I don't know that he's done a terrible job. I mean, he hasn't done a great job either with UCLA, but it could just be that maybe they feel like they have a good idea. They could get somebody who, you know, would be a hot target as they, before they moved to the big 10, right? This could but be a whole thing. Put for that out there. Why not be a classy organization? Maybe fire the coach? they didn't. Maybe chip Kelly put it out there to be, to put some pressure on them. Like he's they, hearing rumors and okay. he's like, I'm going to leak this or on he Tuesday. Wants, or maybe if he wants out person, and it's all speculation, but right. if he wants out, so, and that's a very good, you know, addition. But my whole point is this got out because of something. So yep. maybe it was chip Kelly. Maybe it was someone who doesn't like him. But that's always how stuff ends up in the cycle. So I don't always love taking the headline and running with it. It's like, why are they talking about this? So the same thing with Michigan, man. It was someone who was sour grapes, who who was getting their ass kicked by Michigan, who started this whole thing. Everyone's stealing signs. They were just better at it. And so, you know, that's how this all goes. Yeah. But now we have, I mean, we have a lot of big programs that have vacancies now at head coach. And so it's going to be. You know, vacancy is a word that messes with me because when you drive by a hotel and they say no vacancy, it means they have rooms. But that's confusing. No, that's not what that means. It 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 means the exact opposite. Wait, it means it means all the rooms are full. They have no vacant rooms. So like, hey, don't come here. We don't have any more rooms. Mm, So no vacancy means that's full. Exactly. Okay. There is no vacant rooms. So when there are rooms, do they have a vacancy sign? Yeah. Like usually that's usually like now modern day hotels don't have this. You know, you'll never see this at a La Quinta, right? It's mostly like (laughs) shitty hotels um, that where they used to have a glow up sign that would have vacancy. Mm -hmm. And then when they were full, they would turn on the no part in front of it. Ah, so that's that's how it works. So the word vacancies always mess with me. I'm like, what is no vacancy? Do they have rooms or not? (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense, though. Well, we do have vacancies within (laughs) within college ball head coaching circles. Ah, Texas A&M is is the biggest one now, but we have Michigan State. By the way, my breaking news from a couple weeks ago of Urban Meyer going to Michigan State. Now, look, my sources maybe weren't so rock solid on that one. However, if he ends up going there, I still get credit for breaking that news early, I think. So yeah, that's, that's the, the way, good news about getting a story out there early. Since I'm sitting in for Ryan, I have the buttons. Uh, you could say a bunch of asses will be on fire soon. Mm. Uh, hi, I want six tickets to asses of fire. That's right. We got coaches on the hot seat. We, we have hot coach asses. 
That's well, really what that is. It's always better to be a cool coach ass this point in the year than a hot coach ass. Well, see, but now Jimbo you Fisher. You can't say that about a lot of things. Jimbo Fisher's ass is completely cool. It's no longer mm. hot. And by the way, his $76 million cool. $76 million buyout. I mean, he mm-hmm. can buy the coolest seat in the whole world for that. Um, and it sounds like they're going to pay it in full, no, not not all at once, but it sounds like he's going to get all of it. They're going to honor the contract. This is part of what we talked about in the lost episode this weekend. It'll never get published. Mm. Um, this, to me, is so amazing because the people who generally, it's not just the AD who make these contracts. The people who are making these deals are usually good business people. And so I ask myself, are, are is it good business people momentarily being dumb or is this a game to where there's endless amounts of money and some schools have that pot and so they just do it's monopoly to them it is i mean especially a school like a&m i mean they they could literally make a phone call to like four donors and pay for that 76 million really quick but if you think about other have you ever seen the maps that show the highest paid job in every state yeah it's usually it's always a a college coach coach, yeah or basketball yeah or basketball And, and it's it's just so silly to me like if you compare these contracts to any other industry, it's these are the worst contracts in business. But to write it off, pay. Yeah, but look how much money AM brings coach. in. Like again, like it's not yeah, the, for the, it, it may be bad. Like yeah, we wasted seventy six million dollars. I'm sure they don't want to do that. But ultimately, um, you know. And can like, you believe up until it's a drop years, in the bucket? Can you believe up until three, uh, two years ago, players didn't get a piece of it? Well, technically, they still don't. They only get nil. They don't get a piece of the That's profit. True. So things need to change. Well, you know, there's a, here there's a lot of tinfoil college football <laughs> hat brigade people out there, not including myself, by the way, that say that the reason why the NCAA is after Jim Harbaugh is because he came out recently and said that the players should get a piece of the pie. Now, I don't believe that even as a Michigan fan, but uh, there's some people out there saying it. And look, I think people are after Harbaugh because he's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. You know, I've heard about ex-coaches. I heard a great interview. You got to rub uh, people the right way. What was the interview? It, well, look, Harbaugh is is a tough guy to deal with. People like don't generally love him. A, a, a story. Uh, and uh, who was it? Who's the coach who left Colorado? Newheisel. Yeah, Newheisel left Colorado, went to UCLA for a couple of years. Northwestern. When Rick Newheisel was coaching at UCLA, he tells a story about there was, or you know what? It may have been him or overlap. I forget exactly what the relationship was with Harbaugh, but Harbaugh was at Stanford. Mm-hmm. And there was a recruiting battle between one player and Harbaugh and UCLA. And what the general thing you want to do is, is not talk to players. If someone commits to a school, you don't talk to them, right? Well, apparently Harbaugh had gotten win. This player had talked to UCLA and Neuheisel. Harbaugh called Neuheisel, which is an un... You don't do that in the coaching circles. And he said... What, what's going on? What's up? Slick you call Rick? my player and knew I was like to say, you know what coach? Unfortunately he called me. I didn't do anything, but that's why he didn't like Harbaugh. So people mm. all have their, my point is in these coaching circles, it's not this like giant vast world. Everyone knows everyone. And there's a lot of stories like that about Harbaugh. He rubs people the wrong way. Sure. And when he's now thought to be doing these things, that's why people want to get him is because he was always the one calling people saying, you're trying to get my players, and so mm. that's why that comes back. Stuff like that, in my opinion. So interesting. Yeah. Well, I uh, I just don't uh, I don't think that the conspiracy theories are true. But you know what? You never know. Never know. Now, actually, speaking of Rick Neuheisel, Smitty and I saw a little bit of Rick Neuheisel on TV on Saturday. Nick, Rick, Rick. Neuheisel. What about this? Instead of New Heisel, Old Lozel. 
<laughs> old Lozal, not your best work. Oh, come on. Not your best work. <laughs> it's a double negative in the word. But Smitty and I had a little college football date on Saturday. We sure How did. was it? A little football date. How you, now, you, now, I went to the game. So Ryan, you split, Ryan splits uh, CU season tickets. So Ryan goes to every other game. So I called him thinking he was en route. And he said, no, I'm grabbing some breakfast burritos, heading to Will's house. So yes, uh, A, how are the burritos? And then B, I'm not so much worried about the the football, but was there any other food served? What was the other what was the other food situation? Tomato, you go ahead. You 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 take the uh, the floor here because I was the host, so really he needs to give an honest opinion here. <laughs> Good breakdown, right? Uh, so the breakfast burritos that should actually be Will, but we can get to that later. Uh, they were very good. They were very good. I just get them all the time. Um, and then yeah, after that, I mean they're pretty big, so. He had some Munchables out, like some Gardettos and like these, uh, what were they? Like chocolate almond butter bars? Oh, yeah. Little snack bars from Trader Joe's. My little healthy snack bar snacks. Those were bomb. And some Gardettos. Uh, Gardettos. Gardettos are deadly. I have some upstairs. I I, I get going. Gardettos. uh, See, but what's your favorite piece in the Gardetto? That's the real. Oh, oh, the rye chips. The The brown rye chips. Oh, interesting. Oh, by gotta f- be the rye chips. You dude. know what? As a matter of fact, I have an Those are up ba- there, but they're I not my favorite. I have an entire favorite. bag of rye chips upstairs. I just <laughs> buy the bag of rye chip Gardettos. I like the big, chunky, like light colored things. I don't even know what they are. The like pretzel type things? Kind of, yeah, but they're like they're they're like white. They're not they're like the opposite of the rye chips. You don't like the rye chips? No, more I than like that? the rye chips too, but not more. Dude, the rye yeah. chips are one of the best things ever invented by humans. They need to they need to lower the ratio of regular pretzels that are in there though. The Ryan, what do you sticks. think? What's your favorite part of the uh I'm a rye chip guy for sure. And yeah, I'm not a big fan of the pretzels either. No, I just go rye chips. Ryan, I'll show you. You know you can buy them in their own bag. Yeah, that's the way to go for it's sure. It's a game changer. Now, Smitty saw my full effort to try to get the the CU Buffs <laughs> game going for him by the way. I was really yeah. I was hustling now, I have multi-screen set up there. I'm always uh, getting a lot of games going. But the Pac-12 network and the Pac-12 being the most amazing, uh, you know, conference of all time and their TV <laughs> deals are great. Oh my God. I didn't have access to that, so we had to use some illegal uh, streaming options uh, that we won't talk about. If the, if the FBI is listening, <laughs> this is all just a joke and we made it up. Of course. Um, and I, it took me a while. We were really struggling to get the game going, but luckily we got it going. Well, I'm glad you guys did. I mean, yeah. crisis averted. Yeah, so right? we could watch CU lose the way that they did. It was yeah, great. it was it was rough, <laughs> rough, rough end of the game. Um, Smitty, Smitty had a, a rough ending, but uh, okay, should we get to Smitty did not have a happy ending? You could say, <laughs> yeah, he got rubbed the wrong way. Um, uh, let's talk Fiverr before we get to uh, best bets. Tyler. Fiverr.com. Let's talk about Fiverr. Fiverr.com has freelancers. Now, freelancers are professionals in any industry you can hire and save the hassle of going through a company. Now, I want to talk about my experience. So Fiverr.com, I found for Woos Media. Okay, Woos Media, obviously the platform this uh, this podcast is on. We have other podcasts. Sure. I found a great graphic designer about four years ago on Fiverr.com. He was a freelancer. He was kind of just out of college looking for, he didn't have a, a, a youngster youngster, but he was really, really fucking talented. And, and, uh, I hired him. And so he made a couple designs and I was like, this is awesome. And so what happens now is whenever I need artwork done, I contact him and it's just this personal relationship. Whenever I don't need, we go seven, eight months without talking, 
But when I need something done, I text him. Wow. He gets it done. I pay him all because of Fiverr.com. He's always there for I you. I met him through Fiverr. So if you need someone like that, Fiverr is the perfect place to go. Click the link in the show notes for a discount. So there's usually like promo codes, things like that, that you can help us out or get discounts. It's easy for this. Just scroll down, look at the show notes. We have you know the timestamps. Scroll down past the timestamps. And there's a link on Fiverr. Click the link right there. Sign up. You'll save. And you'll help us out too. That's Fiverr.com. Click the link in the show notes to say, but I'm telling you, five or uh, freelance work is, is really underrated. So check them out, fiverr.com. What would you do if you were going to be a freelance worker? What would be your your talent? Uh, probably like build people little teeny models for stuff. Like I can make a sports betting model like that. Oh, so, so like that. I would be rolling joints for sure. Brian would be rolling J's. Yep. He's a freelance. <laughs> uh, now, when you said you, you were going to build teeny models, I started to think that you were like, th- like, oh, I'll build you a model home or a model bridge, a teeny model. Oh. No, like and I, I was would like, offer interesting miniature data science projects where you could have. Wouldn't that be cool? That's actually a good idea. I never thought about that. Like maybe you people should. could have their own little betting systems. It wouldn't take me more. In than, a couple days, go on Fiverr yeah. and you can hire Tyler to make you yeah. a teeny model, <laughs> a little model home, yeah, or I'll build little uh, miniatures. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it'll be both <laughs> teeny models from a, a a tech perspective or from you know. You know, it's funny. My wife loves. She loves miniature things. Yeah. She like loves buying teeny little things. I don't know why. She just loves the teeny <laughs> little cute. thing. Yeah, yeah. You should build her more teeny small models. stuff. She wants to buy it just because it's small. See, my mind just went to Walgy building like tiny Kate Uptons. Mm, <laughs> tiny models. Yeah, tiny models. <laughs> He'll make you a tiny this model. Is a Scarlett folks. Johansson. You're a man of, uh, of many many trades. A jack of all trades. Uh, um, yes. Okay, best bets. We uh, got. Oh, you know what else I could do? What I could write people songs and poems. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Parody songs. Teeny parodies. All right, we got best. Let's get this up, Will. Let's go. Louisville at Miami. ACC matchup. It's a pick them right now. Oh, I got a bet here. The Cardinals at Miami right now. Starting off with a bet. Now, look, uh, Louisville still has the the ability here, I think, to to get to the ACC championship game, but this is going to be a tough one. And Miami, despite their record, has been a really tough out. Tyler has a pick. Um, My gut is just telling me, based off the look in your face right now, the look in your eye, that you're taking the canes. What do you got? What's your breakdown? I was giving you the the evil eye. Yeah. The evil eye, the dead eye? No. The stink eye. This- um, I got Louisville. Pick them on the road. Wow. I'm taking Louisville. So I've got Louisville about three and a half points better. And on the road. Louisville. Louisville. What did I say? No, I know. I, you could say Louisville, but the people there say Louisville. Louisville. I got, Lou- I, got, I got Louisville three and a half points better. <laughs> Uh, on the road, this becomes an interesting discussion because how much is Miami's home field worth? It's not always about the home team and their home field. It's often about how good is the other team compared to how they play on uh, uh, at home, right? I often use Utah as the example. Sure. When Utah's at home, whew, big upgrade. But when they go on the road, you have to downgrade just as much. His, history says so. This year is weird for Louisville. Will, did you realize this? Louisville has only played two road games. No, I don't think I did realize Dude, that. This is their third and final road game of the year. Now you can double check. Do they me have on any that. neutral site or they is may all have had home. a nooch. They may have had they a nooch had in a there. Nooch. But they didn't but according to a ESPN, nooch. I like that. They had three away games. Wow. And so here's the thing. In their other two away games, they didn't look great. Okay. They're 0 2 ATS. They won 13 10 against NC State as a three and a half point mm. favorite. And they had that bad loss, only loss so far this year. 38-21 at uh, Pitt, okay? So they're not really the same team when they go on the road, but 
that's the definition of small sample size. It's sure. one loss on the road this year. So, and by the way, when you look a little deeper, that pit game was crazy bad luck. They had lead the lead at halftime, three turnovers in the second half, four turnovers on downs. It was just a bad game for him. So overall, we're looking at a really, really good defense for Louisville. 15th overall in the country, FEI. And they're strong against the rush. Ninth overall in the country, rushing yards allowed per game. And they're pretty average against the pass. Miami doesn't do anything great. Right? Miami's 50th or mid-50s, both passing, rushing. In FEI, my efficiency, uh, efficiency stats, Miami's 90th offense, 66 defense. So I think Jeff Brom is just a better coach than Mario Cristobal. All those stats together... I think Louisville gets the win on the road. Yeah, I mean, look, the only thing that worries me is that Louisville does want to run the ball, right? I mean, they're, they're a balanced offense. Louisville. But, but Louisville, they want to uh, they want to run the ball, and you look at the Miami defense, they're really good against the run. I mean, Miami's the, the best thing that Miami has going for them right now is they have a pretty strong defense and, and a big defensive line. And they're only giving up 86 yards you know, per game right now uh, in, in the run game. So... I think this could be a close game and a low scoring game, but you know, I definitely, I, I agree with you that I trust Jeff Brown more than Mario Cristobal here. It's not enough for me to make it a bet board. So uh, I'll ride with you on the, uh, on the Cardinals as a pick them here. Boom. Okay. Next up Arizona or excuse me, Utah at Arizona. Currently the Wildcats are one point home favorites here over Utah. Tyler, you know, I got a pick here. Another? I got another pick here, and this one developed. It blossomed like a late blooming uh, cactus tree, in, in, huh. in a very dewy meadow. So I don't think that there trees, are cactus huh? trees in dewy meadows. I'm this just gonna. Is one they rare tend to be pick. Des- desert uh, plants. Well, never know. <laughs> it's weird, weird stuff out there in nature. <laughs> okay. You want me to go? Let yeah, me yeah. Give me, yeah, give me your breakdown. I want to hear what the blossoming pick is. Here. We got Utah. We're taking the road wow. Utah. Okay, now I just mentioned you got to downgrade Utah on the road. Sure. Of course, that's incorporated in this. But my whole thing with Utah is they have turned it on. It only took time. Now, what does that mean? I'm not saying Bryson Barnes is now Cam Farmer. Like, that's the whole thing. The pig farmer is getting it done. Record, by the way, FBS record in pigs raised per quarterback. That's right. Very um, impressive. Yeah. They showed that on the on the broadcast. <laughs> More than last Vince time. Young. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. They've figured it out. Okay. Last two weeks, they won 55 to 3 against an improved Arizona State team. And they lost 35-28 on the road last week against Washington. So here's what happened with Utah this year is they started the season as a contender to win the, the conference, right? They were looked at as a top 10, top 15 team. They're going to compete for the Pac-12. Because we all thought Cam Rising and Brant Keith they were going to come back this year, none of which did. So that completely changes this offense. I mean, they they would go, literally, I know this is only two players, they would go from a top 25 offense to a bottom 75 offense with those two players. Okay, mm-hmm. That's what we've seen. That's what I believe. So all they needed to do to kind of get back to that point was replace their two best players. Not that hard. So I'm not saying that's happened. Okay, let's not go that far. But what I'm saying is this team, these players, this coaching staff has done enough through 10 games to sew up those deficiencies to where Bryson Barnes is playing good enough to win. Okay. And I say losing by seven is uh, covering the spread on the road at Washington is good enough to win. They had the lead at halftime. I think the way this offensive line's played, the way that they've all bought into this, you know, Kyle Whittingham is the one of the best coaches in football. He we give sure. him credit, but other shows and the national spotlight doesn't give him near enough credit he deserves. So all things said and done, 
I'm trusting a team that we had to be one of the best in the country against a team we had to be one of the worst in the country. Now, has Arizona gotten better? Yes. As you talk about worse, yes. But I still will take that team with an improved quarterback, much better coaching staff in this situation. Now, it's typical Utah, right? We know about Utah. But it's not typical Arizona. Arizona has the 34th best offense, according to my FEI stats I I like to use. They've been in every game this year. They have not gotten blown out once. But I see a big crack because they're 123rd FEI defense. So I think Utah can run the ball. I think they can find their avenues on offense. And I've got Utah about six points better right now. I think home field, maybe three and a half to four. So I can still maybe, if I'm stretching, get Utah to minus two. And think about it. Like I said, great team in Utah, bad team in Arizona to start. Even if they've gotten better with Arizona, which team do you want to bet on despite the home and road? So I'm going Utah plus one. It's really interesting because... They're both seven and three, and Arizona. What you know when they lost their starting quarterback at the beginning of the season, everyone thought it would be a bad thing, and then it turns out Fafita, or as Smitty and I were calling, well, we weren't calling him, we kept hearing it in the Arizona <laughs> game, um, because when announcers say that Fafita is doing something, often it comes out quick, and it sounds like they say Fafitas. They go <laughs> Fafitas with you know passing the ball there because they're saying Fafita is you know, um, yeah. so Fafitas is, is his new nickname. Um, <laughs> He he's really good. This guy is he. I don't think he has nearly as much like big play potential as uh, Delora, but like he's really accurate. He doesn't turn the ball over much. Um, they've been able to score on some good defenses too. Like you look at the teams they've scored on. By the way, they've won the last four. The two losses previous to that were both one score losses to uh, USC on the road and Washington at home. And that game against Mississippi State in the second week of the year, they weren't playing Fafita then and. Uh, and they should have won that game too, frankly. And so I'm torn because I feel like... I like Fajita. F- oh, Fajita? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fajita the Fajita? Yeah. Because he's sizzling? Fajita's Fajitas. When he's sizzling. When he comes out, everybody Ooh, looks. that's nice. Um, that's a nicer nickname than Fajita, so I'll give yeah. you that. Um, <laughs> steak Fajita right now. Ooh, little tomatoes. I'm so hungry. I'm on there. Please stop. <laughs> You're killing oh, me. Yeah. Um, I... I, my my heart wants me to take Arizona here. So do it. But no, do it I'm not going to. for the audience. Because you're right. This is, this is the perfect moment where the team that's having this great positive season. And by the way, Jetfish doing an amazing job at Arizona. Uh, they're a really good team. They're seven and three. And but this is that this is often that spot where the team where we remember like, hey, they're not like a top team in the Pac-12 just yet. Right. He has them going in the right direction. By the way, he's probably one of the coaches that's going to be in the shortlist for one of these job openings here soon. Wouldn't be surprised to see his name get yeah, thrown around. I said this on the weekend pod. He's got a real Jeff Goldblum thing going on. Yeah. We, Jed's serious Jeff Goldblum thing. Ryan, I, did you just see not that? by personality at all. He just kind of looks like <laughs> the it. face. He really looks like Jeff Goldblum. He's when he's all perplexed on the sideline. Very Jeff Goldblum like he's, he's a visor guy, though. So that's why I could see him taking an SEC job because he, he rocks a visor. Yeah. You know, I don't know though. The SEC, you need a, a visor's good, but you got to be careful if you take a job like in Florida. Too much sunlight for the head. You know, he, you need he's more got a nice head of hair though. He's not going to get burnt. Okay. okay. He's he's tailor made for the SEC. I'm okay, telling you. Um, but no, I won't be. I won't. I, I like. So there's no vacancy on that head. <laughs> That's right. We, we <laughs> fixed call back. Yes. Tyler understands vacancy <laughs> now. We'll call back for that. <laughs> um, uh, yes, I I I agree with your analysis here. It's not enough for me to take Arizona. I'll take Utah plus one as well. You are so boring. 
Will you give me a bet board game here? I want a bet board game I, too. I, I had two, but how often do I have bets on this show? I had two to start the show. Well, how many more do you have left? I got one this game. Georgia at Tennessee. I got one this game. Georgia minus I got 10 one this game. at Tennessee. Uh, Georgia, of course, coming out. They're now the new number one team in the country. Oh. The playoff committee upgraded them over Ohio State, and rightfully so. They wrecked uh, Ole Miss. And Ole Miss is a good team. They also wrecked Missouri, who, by the way, Missouri, that win looking better and better as Missouri completely wrecked Tennessee last week. Uh, a really impressive win for like Missouri's a good team. And so now, you know, Georgia, these are two programs and, you know, kind of going in different directions. Georgia's hitting their stride and Tennessee kind of struggling here. And they, they lost to, uh, they lost to uh, Missouri. Now they get Georgia at home. I have some questions about their defense. Who are you taking? Who are you taking, Will? I can't. I mean, he's got his finger on the button over there, which means that he he's so sure who I'm going to take. I know who he's taking, and I know he got a bet board. Just do it. Just say it. I'm taking Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's the square pick. It, Ten points is a lot, but that being like, I look at this Tennessee defense, and I think that they're giving up a lot of big plays. The Georgia offense is hitting their stride. We got Brock Bowers back. Um, all the signs are pointing to. Georgia being that team that we've seen them be and what we expect them to be, which is the best team in the country right now. I think they they absolutely are the best team in the country. And I think Tennessee is kind of limping right now. So even though it's a square pick and it's a lot of points, I like the Bulldogs here, Tyler. All right. Um, I am going to be nice and give you 10 because it is 10 and a half in several places. Ryan, go to DraftKings. What is it? Wow. What a generous guy. What yeah. a generous guy you are. Well, let's see. Giving here. me the half point. I thought the consensus was 10, but it's floating, right? It's a floating number, a floting. Uh, Actually, I'm not going to give you 10 after looking at this. Well, uh, let's see. But let's you already see what, said it. Let's see what so, Ryan So, uh, producer Smitty heard him. He already said it, folks. He already no. said he'd give me 10. I did say that. He but... said it. The bet board was already, it, it was cha-ching. You know 10. what? You know what? Let's do 10. I got 10 and a half. Yeah, it is 10 and a half. Shut up, Smitty. <laughs> here's what i say we do okay 10 and a quarter no 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 no. because <laughs> this is i think this will be fair to both i'm trying to be fair right now yes okay here's what we'll do if this line on game day moves to the 10 and a half 11 range it's 10 and a half if it moves towards nine and a half 10 you get 10 so whatever mm. way this kind of moves towards game day we get the extra half point how do we how are we going to monitor this though We'll 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 have you you can join me for well, a minute or two because I'll do a uh, Sunday morning Patreon pod. Well, it doesn't even have to. Uh, I mean, I could do that for sure, but I mean, like, when are we doing it at kickoff or like you know, yeah, yeah. Friday or what are we talking? No, no, no. It, it'll be kickoff on on Saturday morning. You know, nine nine thirty ten our time, hmm. whatever it's gone to. If it's closer to the eleven range, then it'll be ten and a half. It, it, let's say this: it's even if it's eleven and a half, our ceiling's ten and a half. So we don't go right. all the way up to then. So even if it's gone up, we got ten and a half. If it's gone down to nine and a half, it's still ten. So we either go ten mm, and a see, half. But then that's all the value for you there. Why can't it go down to nine and a half for me? Because right now it's either ten or ten and okay, a half. Okay, actually, no, this is a fair agreement. So I'm I'm cool with this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's a floating number. So Patreon members tune in uh, Saturday morning. I think morning. Georgia blows them out. Will will join me for that. And then everyone else can tu- can uh, tune in when? Sunday night. And we'll do a recap pod. So tune in Sunday night and we'll go over this. But Patreon members Saturday morning. Yep. We'll do this. So we got a bet board. I got Tennessee. You got Georgie's either 10 or 10 and a half, whatever it is. Okay. Will's just mad about last week's uh, bet board between me and him. Yeah. Look, I'm, like, I'm now down to two people on the bet board on two separate bet boards here. <laughs> I'm fighting for my life. Should I get my handicap for this game? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. Um, 
So let's just walk through this line. Everyone who's listening right now, let, let's just walk through this, okay? Last week, just one week ago, Georgia was minus 11 at home mm-hmm. against Ole Miss. This week, they're plus 10.5 or 10, whatever you want to say. Minus 10. Or minus 10 or 10.5 on the road at Tennessee. Right. If you look at my rankings, if you look at the market rankings, if you look at other public rankings, most people have Tennessee and Ole Miss very comparable, right there with one another. So I don't see this line making sense at all. Not at all. If anything, I could make the end. I can hear the argument. Tennessee is even better than Ole Miss. Tennessee could be a better team than Ole Miss right now. So if you look at last week and this week, what I see is a massive overreaction because Tennessee loses to Missouri and Georgia beats Ole Miss. I want to play a quick game. Can we play a quick game, Will? I like I know, games. I know we usually say this for the, the extracurriculars. Mm-hmm. Ryan, you too. Okay? Sure. Because up to this point in the season, the narrative around Georgia is, yeah, they've been winning, but, right? There's always been that but. Sure. Let's just play a game. Okay, now I know they blew them out. So don't give me the answer of, well, how are we supposed to play this, Georgia? But I know they blew them out, okay? Mm-hmm. If Georgia only won that by four, what would they be saying? What would the narrative be? The narrative would be, yeah, Georgia's good, but are they really as elite as always? No, of course not. So right. my point here is, hey, Ryan, what do you think? Do you think that would be the narrative? Yeah, for sure. I mean, so so my point here is, I think that everyone's overreacting to one game. Georgia blows everyone out, and everyone points to the screen and says, oh, okay, there, there it is. There it is. Finally. I think that's too much. I think this happens all the time. When we hear a quarterback is injured or has a problem, and the quarterback throws one bad pass, we go, oh, yeah, see, look, there it is. Whenever there's something going on and we see something to prove that, we all want to, to pretend like that's the answer. I don't think that game last week tells us that much about Georgia. And I don't think that game last week tells us that much about Tennessee. I have my rankings for a reason. And it's this very game and situations like this. Why well, go back to that? I know perception says Georgia's on the uptick and they're going to blow them out. I know perception says, really? Tennessee couldn't beat Florida this year? Like, how are they supposed to cover... 10, 10 and a half against Georgia, who's playing their best. So I get that. I'm not trying to say it's a bad pick. I totally understand it. But this is generally, this is where I do well, right? Fading teams who are doing good, betting on teams who are doing bad, buying low. And we're getting Tennessee at home. Very, very tough place to play. So at the end of the day, I just don't see any path to where it's a set, it's a sure bet. You take Georgia, walk away. I think Tennessee keeps us close. I think we walk away saying, damn, that's a surprise game. I can't believe the Vols did that. Hypo, this this team, who, by the way, seven and three, they're not 500. Right. Undefeated get, at home, too. I think, I think we get a good showing. So, um, also, one more note. This, to me, would be a different handicap if Georgia hadn't clinched their division and already mm. on their schedule had Alabama, look right now on ESPN, Alabama, Georgia have the SEC championship penciled in. Right. All they got to do is fucking win. All I the, don't know, though, because not this incentive now to pull away. I, they, I mean, it's going to come down to the Alabama. They game. don't have. All right. The, it, that's ultimately true. They don't need the style points anymore. However, like, you know, I think that there still is. I mean, ultimately, it's still a conference uh, or a divisional rivalry, right? No, no, no. Um, okay, okay, but Will, here's my whole point. If if they're up, uh, thirty-seven to twenty-seven, mm-hmm. okay, and there's three minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they have the ball at midfield, 
in some situations, they would go down and try and score. Right. In this situation, I think they kneel on it. Right. That's my whole point is they play for the win. Who cares? Get a 10 point win. Get out of here. Right. So it's all situation based. If it were a neck and neck and Alabama were undefeated and maybe like, uh, you know, uh, one more team like Clemson were undefeated and you're dealing with the big 10, two teams, then it's a whole different story. Right. Then you need to win the game by that margin. That's not the case here, in my opinion. So. Okay. Yeah, I just think we see a big passing game with Carson Beck and having Lad McConkey and, and Brock Bowers back. Um, and look, to that point, this Georgia offense was injured for the first month and a half of the season. Yeah. So since they've been healthy, it's a totally different story. So if you're betting on Georgia... Because I often, when I get my handicap, make it seem like my side's the side. But there are always two sides to every handicap. There's never one clear side. As as much as I try and prop my stats up or you know my team, there's never one clear side. And if you're betting on Georgia, I get this offense has been on fire right. since they've been healthy. Maybe better up. than Ohio or than uh, 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 Washington or LSU sure. on that level. I mean, LSU right now is the number one FEI offense in the country. Yeah, but. This offense has been right there. I'm talking about Georgia. So if they can put that together, it could be a long game for Tennessee. But I'm betting on myself. This Tennessee defense can cause some ruckus, cause a turnover, muddy things up, make this a weird game. Go we love a ruckus. With the lead. I love a ruckus. We so. do love a good ruckus. Let's go Vols. I'm pouring for my, my Vols. Um, let's talk a little bit about Skillshare before we get to the next game, Tyler. Yes, Skillshare. You can learn any skill you want pretty much at Skillshare.com. I think you can probably learn how to juggle. You can learn how to do math. Yes, you learn how to do a lot of stuff. Now, what you can also learn is self-help. Now, later Mm. on today's show, stay tuned. We're going to do a little uh, therapy, right? We do a little, what is it called? The word association game. Word association, yep. If you want to experiment what what you have to offer, if you want to start looking at self-help things, self-help classes, Skillshare has that. A lot of people think, okay, Skillshare, that's a way for me to go back to school, learn really cool things, and not pay the fees of going back to a university. Yeah, you can do that. But you can also learn all these unique, cool classes specific for you. I love Skillshare. So many cool opportunities. And if you use promo code TAILGATE, you can save up to 50% on their Black Friday deal. Now, until the end of the month, until the end of uh, November, Black Friday deal, save up to 50% on your first purchase. Now, they offer month-long and year-long. So if you want the month, you could sign up for 14 bucks, cut that in half, pay 7 What I recommend, though, sign up for a year. Cost up to 130, 135. You get 12 months. It's so helpful, so useful. What are you paying? Like 70 bucks or what? No, uh, 60 bucks? Yep. It's 65 bucks. It's a great deal with the half off. So now until the end of the month, sign up at skillshare.com, use promo code tailgate, and start learning all kinds of cool things today. So it's really cool. Take advantage. We love a Black Friday sale. What was the last thing? Like, do you are, do you guys have? Are you planning to utilize Black Friday for anything specifically yeah. this year? So I don't know if you guys knew this about me. I'm a I'm a such a big Black Friday guy. Did you know this about me? I don't think so. Well, Ryan, did you, Ryan, you knew this, right? Or did you not? No. Not, have not you ever like there. stomped over somebody to get to the PlayStation yes. in the back of oh the Target first? So, so the stomping over people was more in my college days, but I've been into sure. this for a, such a long time. So. I can point to my laptop, my TV. I have so many things that come from Black Friday deals. Sure. Now, Black Friday buying is very similar to sports betting. Okay, let me tell you why. Mm. If you're not bet, if you're not betting early in the week, you're not going to win. Okay, Wednesday we do the show on Wednesday because lines move, lines change. You can still get the games we talk about on Thursday if you if you listen. 
by Friday, Saturday, lines are done. Okay, If you're going to constantly bet college football on Saturday morning or NFL on Sunday morning, you're shopping in Black Friday uh, uh, aisles and, and stores at three o'clock in the afternoon, everything's picked off. Everything's gone. There are no winning bets, right? Cause as we talked about before, let's use a hypothetical this weekend. Let's say, uh, uh, what's the game we've well, uh, have talked about so far. Georgia, Tennessee, L- Louisville, Miami. No, yeah. cause we bet on that one. Let's, let's do an impartial game. Okay. Louisville, Miami, uh, Miami. Let's say Miami starts out minus three. Okay. Well, if people start betting on Miami minus three and Miami minus three and minus two minus one, what that means is all the pros have Louisville plus three, plus two, plus one. So you and I are talking about Louisville pick them when all everyone else out there has them plus two, plus three. And now this isn't true in this case because it's still picking for everyone. My point is that's how you win in sports betting, right? When you hear ESPN... Gotta be there early. When you hear ESPN on the day of the game saying, well, public money's on Michigan or public money's on Rutgers or public money's on... It's like, that doesn't fucking matter because the line's eight and all the pros have the line at six and a half or five. Right. So it doesn't matter where the public's on the game day. Everything's gone. So if you want that same kind of value in Black Friday, you got to get there early. early bird gets you got to show up. You got to buy early. You got to really buy. You don't just half-ass Black Friday. But are you going to be buying it? Like, do, yeah, yeah, but I do Amazon deals. I do online Ooh. deals where you got to be on it at like 1 a.m. or midnight, right? Sure. So it's only like the first. You're going to stay up past midnight? Dude, I'm so into Black Friday. <laughs> I'm so into this stuff. I love this. And I'm probably going to set an alarm and wake back up at Ah, uh, okay. That makes more sense. Hey, go to bed you got to be tucked in. Yeah. I go to bed. I'll go to bed at 8.30 that night and then get up at 11.55. Okay. Smitty, are you buying anything on Black Friday? Not this year. I have in the past. Like, uh, definitely bought a TV on Black Friday once. Sure, TV's the best. And yeah, it was like, electronics are the best. It was like four a.m. at a Best Buy, and it, I I don't know why I did it. I mean, look, I know why you did it. It's because this is what we do on Thanksgiving. We give thanks by buying shit. You know, <laughs> this is true. the American way. This is what we do. I, he, I, I really wanted a sixty-one inch TV, and God damn it, no one else was gonna. But let me say this. Be courteous. Like, there's no need to elbow someone. Oh, I disagree. You gotta if you you want to get to the top of the mountain, you gotta knock some people down to get there, Tyler. I, I love the Seinfeld. <laughs> well, but where, no one uh, does it. I, I know people still do it, but you can't actually do it in person. You gotta buy this shit online. If you're actually waiting at the at, like waiting to run into the Walmart to get a fucking Nintendo Switch for a hundred dollars. <laughs> then you're kind of a prick. That's no, my opinion. No, because you can only get it for 100 <laughs> at the Walmart for that day. That's right. why you do it. But yeah, but then you do have to literally fight through masses of people like it's a, like like it's the end it's of the just, world and we're like fighting a, over a fuck the loaf of bread. You know, I, it's like at Disneyland. You know, it's the rope drop at Disneyland. And so people who go want to be the first one on a sure. ride. There's there Fucking are elbows thrown. Oh, I'm sure. Thrown. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think I'd rather like do anything else than than race to the front of a fucking Disney. This is ride. why show notes exist. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. Just for this reason. So you can skip through. And now what one one tip I would give for Black Friday. And again, I know yes. we're getting back to the games. Hey, yeah. But uh this actually came from one of our close friends, uh shout out Stone. Okay. You gotta buy the things that you wouldn't think about buying on Black Friday. Like one year he was like I got all new tires for my car on Black Friday oh, and saved like four hundred dollars. I was like, "That's fucking genius." No one thinks about that's a good move. No one thinks like, "Yeah, I gotta get. I'm gonna buy tires on Black Friday because it's not sexy." But that, that's actually when you can save money on stupid shit like no, that. No, but but so. see, Stone's an outside. He's a outside the box thinker. That's what I would no expect. Doubt. He's him. an innovative uh, but that's individual. Why, on the same path, that's why Allie likes to buy Easter stuff now, right? Miniature you, you, things. Well, no, you always buy stuff. Uh, on the opposite side. So you models. buy your Christmas stuff in July, right? right? 
and you buy now your, the time to start buying your swimsuits. Yep. Now you buy your swimsuits and your Easter <laughs> stuff because it's Target all discount. Shoppers. It's all yeah. yeah. Wow, incredible. That's what you got to do. Incredible. Okay, back to the football. <laughs> uh, North Carolina at Clemson. Currently, the Clemson Tigers six point home favorites here over the Tar Heels. Now we know about Clemson; they're having a really rough year. The record's not great. Oh they're God. fighting for a bowl game. game. Tyler's got I'm a pick in this picks game. Galore, folks. Tyler's definitely taking Clemson uh, minus six at home. Is he not? Ooh, Is I? he not? What's your breakdown here? <laughs> Are uh, we going to have two bet board games? Potentially. Yeah, I'm giving Clemson six I and a half. Is it Clemson. six or six and a half? It's six. All right, yeah. Clemson minus six, folks. All right, it all comes down to how does Clemson's defense deal with UNC's offense? Now, this is no surprise. Everyone in the country knows this, right? Great offense for UNC. Sure. How does uh, Clemson match up? Let's talk about that in a second. First, I want to focus on the matchup between Dabo and Mac. Dabo's never lost to Mac. Mm. Mac Brown, the better he's gotten, can never get through the Dabo kryptonite. As a matter of fact, last year, when UNC was playing their best football, they lost in the ACC ship 39-10 right. to a Clemson team who had Kate Klubnick starting for his first game. That was his first start, and they went 39-10. So the matchup here, coaching-wise... I really lean towards Clemson. Now, outside of that, Clemson has the number five FEI defense in the country. Very, very good elite defense. And I know they're good stopping the rush, but they're very impressive with their pass defense, which is exactly what the Tar Heels want to do. Right. Clemson this year, ninth fewest passing yards allowed per game, 174 a game. So overall, to me, it's a bad matchup for USC, who themselves have questions to answer on defense. You know, they started to turn things around in September and I thought they were going to kind of flip the switch and be able to have that average defense with a great offense and compete for the ACC. But they've really regressed. They've kind of come back to who we all thought they were since that game. Since their 40-7 to win against Syracuse in the, in the five games since, UNC is 111th in defensive efficiency. So I think that we know UNC. I think they're going to move the football. Very good offense. Horrible defense. But how good are they on offense, right? You can say, okay, they're good on offense and move the football. This is an elite offense. They're number six in the country in passing yards. Yeah. And, and what you often get is a team who can throw the football for a lot and then they don't rush it well. They're 19th in rushing yards a game. So they do everything well on offense. So I understand that. But on defense, they're both 80th in, in passing yards and rushing yards a lot per game. Clemson on offense is 73rd passing yards a game, 59th rushing yards a game. So... What am I saying with all these stats? What I'm saying is we've got a great versus great matchup. Clemson's defense, UNC's offense is about as elite versus elite as you're going to get. But on the other side of the football is where my handicap comes into play. When Clemson's on offense, I think they're just going to be able to find more success against this UNC defense. So through the course of the game at home, by the way, I trust Clemson, coaching staff, matchup, home game. I'll take him on a six. Yeah, it's not a bet board. Um, I I don't like that it's a huge number though. Like I don't love that we have a a six and four team at home, you know, favored by six points over a really good North Carolina team. But so take UNC, take no, Mac. You've I can't been a do Mac it. lover all Look, year. You've supported. I, it. I want it to be returned to the Mac. I really do. But hey, did you notice, by the way, no jokes? I just went in straight with the wow. handicap. We're finally I told you, respecting I Mac it. Brown. Yep. It's over. The song was the end of it. Yep, the storm is over. Uh, now, now we can the the world can start to to heal again. <laughs> um, yeah, look, Clemson is just improving greatly, right? Um, and I like I don't I definitely don't trust Mac Brown in this spot, right? 
uh, going on the road. And really, we know how hard it is for teams to get wins at Clemson. They're super rare. And you're right. Clemson's defense is, matches up perfectly with what North Carolina wants to do yeah. as far as their passing defense All goes. All I'm saying is that they, if they do stay in a Holiday Inn, they got to get the uh, buffet ready. God damn it, I couldn't help myself. Tyler. Why did I have to do that? Well, they're definitely not staying in a holiday. I didn't. I didn't I'm sorry. I was, it's, just, it's just, it's a. It's I, a I thought you had it. grown. Okay. But it uh, turns out people don't change. Um, I have an opportunity next week. Pretty rude. Next week to change. Pretty rude. <laughs> um, I know. I'm taking uh, Clemson as well. But again, like if I was if I was a better, if I was someone that wanted to take North Carolina, I would just take a money line okay. at this point. Like I, I don't know that uh, six points is that enticing. And so. Um, but no, I'm riding with you. Uh, Tyler likes Clemson, and so do now, I. Now, now, can we talk real quick about the uh, free continental breakfast? Because I do it's garbage. What is your opinion on the continental breakfast? I do haven't you- had one in years because hotel breakfasts are such fucking shit but garbage. On. Now, that's a strong opinion. Unless okay? it's a very nice hotel. That's a very strong opinion because I it's think if they're serving factual. a continental breakfast... You always got to go pick around. You got to get, you got to try and get something. It's, it's like the crappiest eggs you ever had in your life. Uh, shitty coffee. Like the best thing that you have there is not anything they make. It's just you can get a Dan and yogurt and a fucking Pop Tart. Like it's, it's like the Family Guy joke where he goes, "Ah, oh, kind of a breakfast." He goes, "No, nah, it's no good today. The continent's Africa." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's it's uh it's just bad. Like the, like the bananas are green. See, no, you know, you know it's what, a well, shitty orange. I, I don't think it's always bad. And, it is. and let me say something. It's terrible. I don't know if you guys knew this, but we're, you learned a lot about me this show. Did you know that I lived in a hotel for two weeks at one point in my life? I mean, it doesn't necessarily <laughs> surprise me, but I didn't know that. So it's when I lived in Greeley, and I was in between nice hotels. Ha- there, I was in between houses. These and, are the continental breakfasts that and, you and, like. And I was at the end of one lease in a, an apartment, sure. moving to another apartment that didn't start for two weeks. So yeah. I had a two week gap. And so I had to live in a hotel yep. for two weeks. And let me tell you, I did not look at the nicest hotels, right? Because if you're going to stay somewhere for 14 days, you don't want to pay 100 bucks bargain. a night to stay there. Sure. So we stayed in the bargain hotel and they had a continental breakfast. And I was still slightly satisfied. With the options, I would go pick around. I'd find a little mini muffin here or there. Maybe they have the boxes of cereal, a little box of uh, Yeah, but again, that's not like a breakfast. That's not like they're not but, cooking you anything just because they have a box <laughs> of Fruit Loops. That doesn't make still, them ha- offer still, a good breakfast. I'm still a continental breakfast fan, I would say. I think when it's all said, you have this hatred towards it. I think I'm a fan. I, I, well, it's because I'm, I, I love a good breakfast more than anything. So it ruins it for you. When I stay at a hotel, if I'm traveling, I always find a breakfast place to go to. I'll never... Unless I literally like have to run out the door and I'm starving, I will never eat that fucking Ryan, garbage. Well, Ryan, what do you have to say about a good old con on a breakfast? It's usually not great. <laughs> but, but even um, if you stay sure, at like, like a low-end place. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess you're getting what you pay for, but... I mean, I've definitely eaten it, but I think the eggs are like powdered. Like, I think you have to like add water to yeah, them. Yeah, I would never get the eggs. I always go with like the fruit, the cereal. But that's what I need for breakfast. The like, mini Will I need eggs. I need bacon. I need toast. I love how I love how team. in your eyes you're like, but it's a it's a cheap place, so yeah. it's a great deal. Whereas like. You could go to a fucking IHOP and get a, bre- a a good breakfast for seven dollars. But it's right down that you can walk in your socks. It's right down the. Uh, it's right down the hall with all those other filthy <laughs> hotel people. Gross. Gross. Um, he's just in his socks. Getting my mini muffin, heading back, bro. My mini muffin <laughs> and my frosted flakes, and I'm good. You're exactly the people that I see there, and I and I shudder. Um, oh well, well. Hey, what can I say? I'm a man of the people. Okay, Kansas State <laughs> at Kansas. This, uh, by the way, do we know what this rivalry? Does this rivalry have a name? The Kansas Kansas State rivalry. Does anyone know that? 
Tyler's Googling. I'll check it. Um, but Kansas State currently a seven and a half point favorite on the road in Lawrence. Um, love this matchup. The Sunflower Showdown. The Sunflower Show. It's the Sunflower State, isn't it? Incredible. Oh, yeah. They got a lot of sunflowers there. Yeah. Not a lot else going on in Kansas. Um, but this ga- this matchup would be so great if we didn't have Kansas with injuries to their quarterback. So Jaden Daniels, of course, been out like all year, and he, he they're shutting him down for the season, it seems like. And then uh, Bean, Brandon Bean, Justin Bean? Beans. What, what is it? Smitty knows this. I call him Beans. I think it's Jason Bean. Jason Bean. Okay, I, I couldn't remember. But he's been a really solid backup, and he's he's kept Kansas in games. He's won games for them since Daniels has been out, and he gets hurt in the game against Texas Tech early. They, of course, lose that game. Uh, just couldn't get momentum on offense. And their third-string guy, you know, you got to give him credit. He's got a lot of heart, but um, I this Kansas offense is just completely neutered now at this point, and that's a problem because they're all offense. They don't have a defense. And you look at Kansas State, this is an, an extremely well-coached, balanced team uh, that wants to run the ball. I think they're going to be able to run the ball very well on Kansas and still be able to pass the ball through the air. I don't love that this number is 7.5, but I got no reason to bet Kansas here, Tower. so I'm taking – uh, the Kansas State Wildcats minus seven and a half. So it's a pass for me because um, I wonder what Kansas, like Lance Leopold. Leopold. I call him Leopold Butterstotch. Mm-hmm. I know that. <laughs> Just like I call Coach Klein for the other team. Sure. Um, coach Leopold uh, is a great coach. Yeah. I think he's super underrated. And to me, this is a plug and play system. There's, it's no coincidence. Every quarterback who comes in here looks like they're capable. Mm. To me, the whole the whole, whole question is: Do they have depth? Do they have another quarterback who can step in and play pretty well? Um, I'm not so sure. But even so, after the upgrades, I've only got Kansas State about nine points better. Okay, now that's after all the injury upgrades. So seven and a half seems pretty reasonable to me. And I don't want to bet on either of these teams. Like I said, I strongly, I strongly believe the ceiling of Kansas State is so much higher than people realize. This is such a good team. If we lived in a computer, okay, which we might. We might. But if we lived in a computer and could replay this, just replay the season over and over and over and over and over, I think Kansas State would win a good chunk of the time. The Big 12 would win the Big 12 sure. or at least compete for the Big 12 and, the, and go to the championship game. They still might, A good chunk way. of the time. But we've seen some uncharacteristic lows from Coach Klein, Coach Klein and his team this year. So I think they're unpredictable. And for Kansas... They have been more consistent on a, on a game-to-game basis. The injuries concern me, but I really trust this coaching staff to... It's not like they don't know what we know. I always say this. It's like, yeah, Coach Leipold knows what's going on. He knows what his team. He knows that he's entering the biggest game of the year, rivalry game, Kansas-Kansas State. They're going to do everything they can to win. Right. Once I stay in the game. So... I don't want to fade a coach like that who's got a lot up his sleeve. I don't. This team could be great. They could be horrible. I don't want to bet on a game like this. So um, their defense in Kansas doesn't make me feel great because they're ranked 105th FEI. So even if they can patch things together offensively, Kansas State may have their way and move the football. So I would probably lean Wildcats, but it's a pass for me. And they have motivation too. It's not just a rivalry game. Like they're fighting for you know what we expect to be one of the last spots in the Big 12 championship game. Right now, Texas is the only one loss conference or you know one last team in the big 12 and we've got four teams that are at five and two in the big 12 this year and so uh, one of those teams is kansas state and again who even knows how the tiebreaker is going to go down for for the big 12 this could be a mess now some of these teams have to play each other still but we could be looking at oklahoma state oklahoma 
even Iowa State, by the way, the great Matt Campbell could be playing for a Big 12 championship game tower. The great Matt Campbell. They're six and four, but they're five and two in the Big 12. You know, he should get the A&M job. Honestly, I would love that because if he succeeded with all that talent, it, it would make me look great. Um, <laughs> so uh, I would love that, but I don't think that's going to be happening. I think they're going to go with a bigger name. But Tower staying away. I like Kansas State. Uh, we now move on to Washington at Oregon State. Currently, the Huskies, two and a half point underdogs on the road at Oregon State, Tyler. This line has been I got moving. A bet. I got a bet. Tyler has a bet. I have another bet. This game terrifies me because I think the the easy square bet is everyone goes undefeated Washington underdogs. Uh, Oregon State, yeah, they're a good team. They've had some struggles this year. Like I, I think the squarest bet in the world will be Washington plus two and a half. Why should I be betting Oregon State here? Is that who you're taking? I'm uh, jumping out with the squares. Are you? Let's go you're taking squares. the Huskies. <laughs> Tyler with a square pick. Yeah, I honestly don't get this early line movement. So this thing opened up pick them. It's moved. Oregon State's minus two right. now. That's is it two, two and a half? Two and a half. Woo-hoo. Oh, Lord. That's crazy. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I got Washington three points better. Okay, so on the road, there's no way I can get all the way to two, two and a half. That's just crazy to me. So you just don't respect Corvallis. Huh? This all well, look, I get that. I mean, that's a big, big, big upgrade, but no, not that much. And to me, once again, all about my power ratings. Now, I want to be clear. I get the thinking. Oregon State, good offense. You know, Oregon State's defense is is ninth overall FEI. Very efficient defense Oregon State has. We don't often think about Exactly. So, they're good defensively. But I think Oregon State, you can see it in the stats, they're very specific in what they're good at. Oregon State is 18th in the country in rushing yards allowed per game. But they're 82nd in the country in passing yards allowed per game. Mm. So they're not great stopping the pass. What does Washington want to do? They want to drop back it. and throw the football. So it's not a good matchup for me. And I look at how these teams score and the way Oregon State and Washington score. Oregon State is a very, very good team in the second and third quarter. Okay, They're good in the middle of the game. First half, they jump on teams and ride wins out when they do win. Otherwise, Oregon State gets overwhelmed in the second half. Okay, Oregon State is 95th in the nation in fourth quarter points allowed. And Washington is the number one most efficient team in the fourth quarter in college football. Very, very interesting matchup late in the game for the Huskies. And then I look at pro football focus and their ratings on players and their grades. PFF grades, Washington has the clear talent here, especially on the outsides. Washington is the only team in the Power Five with two players, or the only team in college football, with two players in the top 40 of PFF's wide receiver rankings. Uh, what is it? Is it Rome Odunzi? Yeah, uh, Odunzie. Odunzie and then uh, uh, Jalen Polk. Yep. They're both top 40 receivers. They're It's the only college. Ohio State doesn't have two. Alabama, Their Georgia. Their receiving core is nasty. So I think we're getting an elite Washington team being discounted at a very good Oregon State team being boosted up whether or not they're at home. I get that, but I've already inc- incorporated that in my numbers. I don't get the massive shift here for Oregon state. I think we get the better team plus three on a neutral. I can't get to minus two. So we'll take Washington plus two and a half at Oregon state. <sighs> I mean, look here, you're right. All the signs should point to, yeah, Oregon state's passing defense has holes. We know the Washington wants to pass the pass the ball a lot. I'm concerned with Washington's defense. 
I mean, like they started out the year, we were like, well, this is one of the best defenses in the Pac-12. And then basically since week four, it's been a completely different story. If you look at their schedule, let's see here. Uh, one, two, three, four, five out of the last eight games, they've given up 28 points or more. And yeah, some of those were to teams like Oregon or teams like USC. They also gave up uh, 33 points to Stanford yeah. or you know 24 points to Arizona, 32 points to Cal. So to me, like this is going to be a shootout. And Washington, even though, again, like... I love Washington. I love Michael Penix. I love the passing game. I'm a big fan of Kalen DeBoer. They seem wobbly to me. Like they just seem like a team that, yeah, they're undefeated. And if they can, if they win out, they're going to be in the playoff. Like that's a fact. And they will have deserved it, right? The Pac 12 is really good. But Washington has escaped some of these games with wins. Like I look at them and I, to me, they're a team where you go, they could easily have two or three losses as well. Like what's the luck factor? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And with teams like that, usually it's only a matter of time, right? Now, um, oh, it makes me nervous. Again, like do it for the audience. Yeah, I mean, don't don't <laughs> don't pull on my heartstrings here to try to do this for the fans. Now, I love the fans. Two bet boards in one week would be good. Shout out, two Ivan. Two weeks without um, a bet board. No, we have a bet board already. Yeah, I'm, but I'm saying two after oh, to get two, two weeks without one. Oh, that'd be I mean, juicy. that could give me the lead. It could. it could also set me back greatly. But remember, you're gonna get Florida State's <laughs> season win total, right? Um. Mm, mm. It, look, what I'll say is that it feels like all the signs should be pointing to to Washington. It feels like a very much a trap game. By the way, Oregon State has played Washington very, very well the last two years. They won a couple of years ago. They played really close against them last year in Seattle. Um. So I think that there's maybe something here to, uh, to is it Jonathan Smith? Is that his name? The head coach for. Oregon State, I think that's his name. I call him John Smith. Um, John L. Smith. Um, Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith. Um, <laughs> I'll do it for the audience. Let's make oh, it a bad board. Hey. Make it a bad board. For now, wait. Audience. For the audience, is the consensus right now two or two and a half? Because if we're playing that game on the other one, I want a, a true consensus here. You know, let me look it up because since we went two and a half and it was in my favor, I didn't necessarily need to. Of course. In. Of course, when it's in your favor, we don't have to. Yeah. We don't have to do a, a, a real examination here, uh, do we? But look, let's be fair for the sake of you and the audience. We want to be fair for the audience, too. And the, the the point is we want to get the most accurate number for what it's going to be on game sure. when people listen. This is for the audience. I'm doing it all for the audience here. Okay, So it is two and a half. So Westgate, BetOnline, Bookmaker, DraftKings, blah, blah. There's one that is two that I can see, and that's Circa Sports. Now, I will say ah, this. Ah, we love Circa Sports. Circa may be. Circus. The- Circa the sharpest book out there in Vegas. Mm. So that's something to say, but that is something to say. There's too many two and a halves right now. Yeah, um, no, we'll do two and a half. It's a bet board. I do, but I want to be fair for you here, but th- there is a lot of two and a halves here. Okay. Um, yeah, we're going to do, we have the floating line with the uh, Georgia game. Yes. And we, and have, we have two more and a half too. for here. We got one more thing to quickly go over before we get out of here. I know you're hungry. We have one more thing quickly. I'm hungry. I got to eat Uh timestamp though. We're done with the games, right? Yes. Yes. We're done with the games. If you're looking for that. Then, well, wait, should we do our, our Knights safely. of the Square Table picks first real oh, quick? Oh, yeah, yeah, Knights of the Square Table. Smitty, have you been working on one over there? No, I don't think I have one this week, man. Wow, no parlay for Smitty. Okay, I'm going to throw one together really quickly. I'm going Louisville. These are going to be uh, almost all bets that uh, that we've covered here today. We're going Louisville, pick them. We're going to take um, Kansas State minus seven. Okay. We are also going to take Georgia. Minus 10, 10 and a half, whatever. 
In this case, it's not floating, so we'll do uh, we'll do ten and a half. Georgia minus ten and a half. And lastly, this one is a little bit off the uh, the beaten path. We're taking Minnesota under their team total against Ohio State. Mm. Currently, you can get that about ten and a half points for the game. A little bit dangerous in that they're playing Ohio State, and Ohio State may be resting guys in advance of the Michigan game coming up a week later. Even still, I think they're going to struggle to score against this Ohio State defense. So Minnesota under 10.5 total points. All right. For those that can't see, I have a gun to his head right now. What is that one for? That's an old clip from you. I know. I don't know. It says, for those who can't see, I have a gun to his head right now. Yeah. It just seems so menacing when you just drop it randomly. For those that can't see, I have a gun to his head right now. (laughs) All right. Uh, should we get on to one more thing? Yeah, what's your one more thing? So our current update on the standings. Ah, yes. So a loser buys lunch, right? Ryan, we, we said this for? Yep. L- loser buying yep. lunch. Loser okay. buys a continental breakfast. Yes. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> how it worked is we each we did a draft before the season started. Mm-hmm. We drafted each winner and loser of each conference. So let's just do some upgrades. If the year ended right now, you know how to do that? If yes. the season ended today, I would be up three. Ryan has Blasphemy. two. Will has one. Blasphemy. But but <laughs> Will has the most opportunity with what could happen. I got us upside. Yeah, so let's go through quickly. Will, if you want to pull the standings up on ESPN. Yep. Uh, okay, so the Big 12 right now, Texas is clearly winning, yep. and Will has Texas. Great. Uh, Will, oh, no, excuse me. Ryan has Texas. So Ryan's uh, with I the Big 12 I took Kansas right State, didn't I? Will has Kansas State. Okay. And I have chance. Oklahoma, Ooh. yes. Okay. Now, for the loser of the conference, I'm winning that, Cincy. Cincy. I got Cincy. Yep. Yeah, Ryan had Kansas. Will had West Virginia. So the loser's yep. right there. I'm in yep. the contention with the Cincy. Okay? So Ryan betrayed Kansas. Ryan's got Texas. I got Cincy in the Big 12. Pac-12. Yep. Uh, Right now, well, Ryan had USC. They're out. I had Utah. They're out. Will had Washington. Yep. So what? And Will, you have Stanford. So here's what's interesting in the Pac-12. You have Stanford. They're in a tight race right now with uh, Wazoo and CU. Yep. So they could come down to it, but it should be Wazoo or Colorado to lose it. But right now, Stanford that could Stanford could get the winning Boulder is going to do me. So you need Stanford to lose if that's <laughs> going to come back. Okay. Yep. SEC currently. Okay. Ryan has Bama. I have Georgia. Yeah, I mean, we so, all I would have taken Georgia if I had the picks. So. Yeah, so Total Ryan, bullshit. our SEC picks probably going to come out of the well, will come out of the ship. You got Bama, I got Georgia, and honestly, betting wise, I might have Bama money line that game. So maybe I'll have a little happiness hedge with that. So anyway, that's the and then the SEC. This is what where it gets juicy. Will the loser you? Had the first overall pick in the SEC for the loser. <laughs> you led the. You led it off. You I already picked, know what this is. It's you terrible. You could have picked any. Forgive team you me, had. Tiger fans. Yeah, you could have picked any team you had. He went Mizzou. He picked Mizzou, Mizzou in the first draft. Forgive me. You know Forgive funny? me, Missouri fans. Thinking back, I was like, could have had Vandy. I was like, Will must have had last pick. He was probably with other teams. No, nope, he had the I first remember pick. it well. Yeah, I uh, wanted to be bold. I took Vandy with the second pick, <laughs> and Ryan took a Florida with the third pick. So I'm looking to go to Vandy, and it's going to come down to me, to me and Ryan for that. Okay. Moving on to the ACC. Of course. Uh, Ryan had Florida State. That's looking pretty good. Very nice. And uh, you had Clemson. I had UNC. Ouch. Now, for the losers, I had Virginia. You had Will, Georgia Tech. Ryan had Boston College. What's it looking like there? Uh, Virginia, by far the lowest team there. Okay. Boston College and Georgia Tech both have so, three or four wins. So it's going to come down to. You're going to win that one. It's going to come down to the Big Ten. Our money will be made in the Big Ten. Okay. Will has Michigan. Shout out. I have Ohio State. Because Ryan is going to be around with the other. Because Ryan's going to get 
three, two, like two to four. Okay. Mm-hmm. So me and Ryan are going to be there. It's going to be a flip of whether I think me or you win. Because I think come down Ryan to the game. Be, if Michigan, Ohio State, you got Michigan, Ohio State, but also you have Indiana. So you could sneak in two on the Big Ten because I have Rutgers. Ryan has Northwestern. God, Sparty is is really giving me a. If a, a, Sparty a f- ends up blowing it, what what happens with a tie? What if they tie for last? We're gonna have to look at Big Ten rules and see what that ends <laughs> the up being. Tie, yes. tie break, yes, tiebreakers. But it's down to Indiana, Indiana, and Michigan State. So if Sparty can win it. You're really pulling for Let's Sparty. Let's go, Sparty. If go I, green. Here's my prediction: If Sparty can win a game, and you can double team the Big Ten, mm. I think you could escape oh, with a la- You could backdoor this thing and escape with a win. Oh, wow. A lot of buzzwords <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that, Will? I don't know. I'm too distracted with the backdooring and the double teaming. All right. So to wrap it up, in the Big 12, if Texas wins, Ryan's pretty much got that sealed up. Yep. And I pretty much got Cincy. Okay? I, need a, so, I need a lot so of chips Ryan, to fall so, my way. So let's just assume Ryan gets one Big 12. I get one Big 12 for the winner loser. Pac-12, Let's assume you get it, K. Washington, because right mm-hmm. now USC or Utah are probably not going to get it. And let's say Stanford doesn't get it because they're probably not going to right now. So you, so you get one from the Pac-12. So it's 1-1-1, one, 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 okay? SEC, going to come down to me and Ryan. Georgia, Bama. So we each get one there. We're guaranteed one. And then I don't think anyone... Uh, I get Vandy. Yeah. So I could get the double with... So you need Ryan's uh, Bama to win. Otherwise, I get double in the SEC. ACC, I'm, I'm going to be treating you guys to Burger King. ACC, uh, Ryan's got Florida State. <laughs> And you could, uh, oh no, that's pretty much it there. And th- so you need the Big Ten. You need yeah. the Big Ten. You need Michigan, Indiana. So you need Michigan to win, mm-hmm. Indiana to lose. I need Texas to win. And you need uh, Texas to win. And then you need Washington to win and Stanford to lose. You know it's real when you can hear the paper folding. He's, he's flipping back and forth between his, 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 his notes. <sighs> I think Incredible. We're I think we're done. All right. Uh, stay, stick around for the extracurriculars. <laughs> But I do want to start because obviously we missed last week. That's uh, right. No we, Sunday show. No Sunday show. So I wanted to start with uh, something we talked about on the Sunday show, which was golf. Mm. So so what happened was we recorded like half the show. Okay. And then the other half got deleted. So we have some of what we talked Unfortunately, we have like no football of what we talked about. Right. But we talked about <laughs> the golf. important parts. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, you were out this week. So I want to get your yeah. thoughts, Ryan, on okay. my thoughts about 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 one of my quirks with golf, one of my qualms with golf, and we'll talk about that in a sec. It, it, it's the idea that you get paired up with random people, right? As if this 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 real estate on the golf course is so sacred that you must be maximizing its value at all times. It's like you're already paying eighty bucks a round when it's all said and done. It's too much. So so th- this idea of like hmm. can. You, Anyway, thoughts before I go more in depth there. Thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, of course, I'd rather just play with people I know. But from like a if you owned a golf course, I don't think it's so much about the real estate. It's like, hey, how many golfers can we paying golfers can we fit in one day? So, of course, they want to maximize four per tee time. It's just more money for them. No, I get from that. From a and business I didn't mean, perspective. And I didn't mean real estate as in like the actual real estate. I meant, you know what I meant, like a figure of speech, yeah. like it's so god like to be on their golf course oh we have sure. to i mean can you imagine look uh, on that same note if it's maximizing dollars can you imagine if restaurants work that way 
where it's like, hi, uh, <laughs> if, if like after a podcast one night, table me, of two, yeah, me, you and Ryan want to go after a podcast one night, right? And it's like, yeah, table of three. And it's like, okay, let's, we'll sit you over here. We got the Johnson family, a table of five and a nice eight <laughs> top. So we'll put you with them. I mean, it's just because it's normalizing uh, golf it, it is why it's such a thing. Now. It's because it's, 15 be- seconds. It's, it's normal. It's part of it. Very, and my point is very fun and interesting way to look at that. I've never thought of the analogy of a restaurant. Now, again, I think that. Uh, oh, yeah. These golf course owners, God more. bless them. They need more money. They need to maximize. They have a tough <laughs> living. It's it's like it's also dumb when you really think about it. It's, it's too expensive in my mind if that's going to happen. Like, Okay, so uh, Ryan, my thoughts on look. I love golf. First of all, I, I, I'm a, I, I think golf is so fun. You get out there on a nice day, fresh cut grass. I think it's addicting. You go once, you want to go back the next day. It's so fun, and it's. But that's what I don't like about it is these little things that come with these little etiquette, stupid etiquette things where you have to play with a random stranger you've never met before because they need to maximize how much they make on the golf course. So, what do you think about that? Yeah, I'm definitely pumping your idea for sure. Not um, dumping it. Not dumping it. Um, but also, I think there should be like an option, like an odd, odd party tea time where you like pay a little bit extra if you have like three guys but don't want to be paired with somebody. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Too. Here's how much the foursome costs. And if you guys are willing to fork up, you know, the amount for for how much it costs to have only two or three people, then great. Like, yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, that's what actually I'm most golf courses would probably let you do that. By the way, if you just bought four foursomes and were like, "There's only two of us," they're not going to put up a no, stink. I'm not saying that. I'm saying sure. that that's the norm, right? That's the that's the expected norm. That's the sure. etiquette. Is that if you go by yourself, if I randomly on a Tuesday afternoon, right, I finish my work, hockey games don't start for a couple hours, I want to go get nine holes in. I shouldn't feel the pressure to go like spend an hour and a half with some random stranger. That's what I don't like, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. what. You know, it's just that's a lot a, of what keeps early golfers away from the golf course too. If they're like not super confident in their skills, they're obviously not going to go and golf with a stranger. Yeah, it's that too, right? And that's that's part of it. Is is I'm actually a decent golfer, so like my thing isn't the skills; it's the having a fucking forced conversation for an hour and a half. But that's it too, right? <laughs> a lot of people are working on their golf game. A lot of people are embarrassed. To, I go with a lot of people who are embarrassed to golf. And it's weird because I don't think they should be embarrassed, but they are because they don't go a lot. They're not very good. And so it's like, it's not fair to put them in this situation. It's just a, Oh, the golf course. Yeah. The fucking golf course owners. Yeah. God forbid they don't make all that money. A year. You know how much golf courses make a year? It, what yeah. are they paying? What's the overhead? Mm. What's the overhead? And I don't know. I would push. I think I'll that keep. maybe private courses where they can charge a lot, but I would guess most municipal courses aren't, aren't raking in the money. I think since it's when are you pro corporation? Will? no, I'm uh, well, I've always <laughs> I been, never know. Uh, I always say you're anti the man. I'm, What's going on with I, this? Take I'm very yours? pro big pharma, uh, big, <laughs> you know, big agriculture, big Monsanto guy. Um, no, look, I, my guess, I, I would think that a lot of like public courses lose money and they're funded by, by the state. Well, that would be my guess. I, I think it's probably a lot of them don't make as much money as you think. I wouldn't think that'd be the but case like at a, all. Even you know, look at okay, look, privately owned courses. Maybe so different. I, I live in a in a town, Centennial, Colorado. You can look it up. There's a, a course, South Suburban. I think that's kind of the classic course we would look at across sure. the country. I have a hard time believing they would have to be really bad with their money management not to make money. Now it's part of the city, right? But to isolate the golf, think about it. It's still sixty bucks to go golf there for right, and they're turning people out. They're making 
hundreds they of thousands taxes, of dollars. Though, bro, land taxes, a lot of land. I know, I know that. But my point is, Uncle golf, Sam, golf is the perfect business to where you don't have to do a lot. There's no not a lot of overhead. You have to pay your people. There's landscaping, which is it gets sure. expensive to keep the land up. I get that. And the like in Colorado, it's probably water, a lot more expensive than it is fertilizer. In, in Los Angeles, right? Because yep. the elements and it's cold in the snow. So I get you gotta that. Pay stuff. the cart girl. You got to pay the cart girl. That's like at least thirteen dollars <laughs> an hour. You got to pay the court fees when the cart girl goes to court. But uh, but look, there's a lot of stuff. My 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 whole. You get my point. It's sure. that you, we pay as a consumer so much money that I shouldn't have to be also. Hmm. It's the same thing as a restaurant. I don't want to go eat dinner with a random stranger because they're trying to maximize their dollars at Red Robin. Right. And I got to go sit with some family. Because... Is there anything worse than when you go to a restaurant and there's no tables, but like there's a spot at the bar. It's like, oh, I don't want to eat at the fucking <laughs> exactly. bar. That's golf in a <laughs> yeah. restaurant sense. So, hey, I want to say this. Though. I love golf. Big golf guy. Uh, you know what I wish? one of the things I don't like about it. You know what I wish we had was night golf. They should have more courses that are lit up at night because in the summer, that, that the videos I see of people that play mm. night golf, you know, in other countries, there's a couple places here in America where they have it. Looks awesome. I got a headline. Let's say night golf came to a city near you. It's lit. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're already go. off. That's the tagline. Right, so should we just keep things going and get right into a game today? Yeah, let's go straight to a game. Okay, so uh, we got trivia. Uh, trivia for you and Ryan. Now, okay. I went to one of our wheelhouses. Okay, we are... 90s 2000s born you know are built i guess i should yeah, say we're 90s kids we we're not born in the 2000s no uh, these uh dirty uh, raised in the 90s uh which means these 2000s comedies are right in our wheelhouse sure. okay so we got dumb and dumber and 40 year old virgin three questions each wow okay what do we go first uh, i mean let's go chronological let's go start with dumb and dumber all right dumb and dumber first uh let's just go uh now Let's take turns here, okay? Because Ryan's obviously remote today. I would uh, have a big advantage of answering. You have an advantage, yes. yeah. So we'll go for. Uh, let's take turns. Who goes first? Smitty to right, give right Smitty the first. first shot. Okay. What kind of pet does Harry Dunn have in the film, and what is his name? Uh, it's Petey the parakeet. Okay, yeah. So easy. Come on, Petey the parakeet. <laughs> and actually, up. you answered both, even though it was only worth one point. So, Petey. all right, Ryan is up one zero. Okay, question two. In one memorable scene. Lloyd trades the van they are driving for a motorbike. What type of motorbike does he trade the van for? Wait, is this for me or for Smitty? For you. And this is a weird question. I mean, this is by far so much harder than the first <laughs> question. Yeah, this, got. This, but this is I'm a cool lot it. So wait, like the brand? No, or, no, oh, it's no, a mini no, bike. No. Yes, a mini bike. Okay. Exactly. Yes. I was like, what is my supposed to know if it's I a fucking Yamaha 300? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, okay, last now, this one is hard. So I'm I'm putting this to the forum because whoever answers first is going to know this one. Because yeah. okay, what is the name of the diner? Where Harry and Lloyd have a memorable meal involving uh, the heart attack, or when the guy eats the uh, the spicy food and falls down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the name of the diner? I don't know. It's many. Do you know it? Blazing Bills. A la mode. A la mode. Yeah. Huh. Wait, was that the diner or where the guy died? Right, actually, wait, because there is there's a diner where oh, that was where, the, the flow. That was where flow works. Oh, but hold on, hold on. If you knew that, would you've gotten it right? No. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> they were both kind of diners. It was called I guess a la mode, say. though. A la mode. Yeah, it's not. It's not interesting. Well, yeah, the soup du jour. Soup du jour. <laughs> All right. Forty uh, year old virgin. Okay. So uh, first question. 
let's go Will for this one. Okay. Will, when Andy's friends were giving him advice about filling a woman's breast, mm. Andy lied and said he'd done that before. Oh, yeah. What did he say it felt like? Feels like a bag of sand. Yes, a bag of sand. <laughs> yep. Okay. We uh, all know that one. <laughs> uh, next is a two-part question. Ryan, you'll get the first part. Uh, uh, there's a scene where Cal drops off a box of VHS porn tapes to Andy's house. Amongst the dozens of porn videos, Cal brings up one in particular that he likes. What was that porno called? School of Cock. Correct. School of Cock. <laughs> okay. Uh, you guys are doing really good for this. Okay. Last year, uh, Will, we'll go back to you. Amongst the porn, so it's a two-part question. Amongst the porn, there is one VHS tape mm-hmm. that was accidentally put in the box. What was this tape a recording of? It was, <laughs> oh, wait. Wait, what is it a recording of? Yeah. It was of an ep- episode of something. I do know this. Uh, yeah. Um, he says, oh, what's this? And he goes, oh, that's blank. That's not supposed to be in here. That's just a really good show. Um, oh, <laughs> no. Ryan, time's up. What is it? Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Everybody loves Raymond. I, I knew it was something like that. Yeah, this is a great show. Everybody loves Raymond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a great Incredible. show. All right. So I think well Ryan, done, Ryan wins a quick trivia there. Well done. Um, so I have one more game, okay. but I want to get to it after we do a little entertainment. Okay. Okay. So entertainment bets. Now, we talk about these all the time. You can make these at betus.com. If you do, put in promo code tailgate. You get all kinds of bonuses and offers. But let's do some uh, bets today, entertainment bets. I got a couple I want to bring up with you. The first one, The Simpsons. Okay. The season is uh, start to kick off soon. I think next week it starts. It says on here November 21st. Okay. So I think it's next week. Okay. It's part of the animation domination, right? Sure. Am I right with that, Ryan? Yes. Yeah, on uh, on Fox. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, will Homer strangle Bart? Oh, right. A in, classic move. Yep. In Why epi- you little? In episode one. Yes. Plus 155. No, minus two twenty. I mean, I have to imagine that the people making these lines have some sort of uh, insider knowledge on. Here's the thing: How can you project something like that without just knowing what's happening? Because the hold, the household, they think is going to be stronger, and they think they're getting a good line to where most people are going to split it. That's why mm. they're they're doing their best to. And the max bets like twenty five or fifty bucks, so you okay. can't bet. So that's why. I'm going to guess no. But here's the thing: just a little insight for this kind of stuff. If you did know. It wouldn't be as close as minus 221 plus 150. It would be like minus 800 right. plus 1100 or something like that. Right. So this is really That's close. A good point. So what are you going? No? Yeah, I'm going to say he does not strangle his So time. Will's going minus 220. No. Uh, Ryan, what do you say? I'm going yes. Put it on the bet board. Wow. Okay. Well, well, we'll, we'll, put, <laughs> we'll put it on there, but you guys get the point. So if Ryan gets it, that's one and a half. If you get it, Will, that's like a point three because you're getting the minus 220. Okay. <laughs> I mean that's how it has to work, right? If you sure. take the money line. Okay. Fair okay. enough. Okay. Uh we got we got uh some more here. So Grand Theft Auto. Who likes Grand Theft Auto? Uh just the crime? Oh no, yeah, the big game. Time. <laughs> Did you guys ever play the game growing up? Oh, of course. Yeah. Where else would we have learned how to run people over and murder? <laughs> Huge fan of felonies over here, for sure. Yeah, you like Grand Theft Auto, right? Love it. Okay, so in Classic. the next one, which comes out at the end of September, or excuse me, the end of November, which characters will appear? In GTA Six, mm. now DJ Khaled is minus five hundred. Okay, so he's pretty. That's one where you know he's going to be in the game. How great! But, but there's a lot of others. Fifty Cent, three to one. 
Eminem, five to one. Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor, I don't give a fuck, uh, 10 to one. Snoop Dogg, 12 to one. Drake, 16 to one. Usher, who, 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 is uh, 16 to one. Luda, Luda's too old school. That's our gen. That's that's our yeah. That's our guy. I'd I I think Drake would be a smart bet. He's he's popular. I Snoop at twelve to one, man. Now here's what's funny on this one. <laughs> Dylan Mulvaney is sixty six to one. Oh wow! <laughs> shout out, shout out, Dylan Mulvaney. <laughs> Big fan of the show. You think they show uh, up on the GTA six? Uh, Why um, would they have this? Is so funny. Again, this is all on BetUS.com. And then LeBron is 50 to one. See so. what, where I could see it, where I could actually see you get like these fringe ones, like Dylan Mulvaney showing yes, up yes. is like in the radio, you know, like you're like you, you get into a car and there's a radio station oh, yeah. and maybe like they give Dylan Mulvaney like a radio hour show that plays <laughs> while you're driving around the car. Or it's just random clips of, you know, YouTube or something. Could be. But uh, yeah. OK, so uh, there's that. Uh, how about the masked singer? Have you guys heard of this? I can't stand those types of shows. So, Ryan, have you seen it. this? Same. Okay. Yeah, so, I know what it is. So, you guys can't stand those kind of shows. I love these kind of shows. <laughs> I know you do. Now, here's the problem. Allie and I tried to get into this, I think, two years ago. And we loved it for, like, one season. It didn't have the staying power. Right. I didn't think that over a long course of time, Mass Singer would be something we'd go back to. And we eventually fizzled out. So... We don't watch it as much as we, you know, really at all anymore. But it's a fun show. I like the idea. There's someone in a mask. They sing. You try and guess who it is. Sure. So, masked singer uh, bets. Will it be an animal plus one ten? Will what be an animal? Oh, the winner, like the winning disguise, right? So they 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 disguise as different things. You know how the game works. Uh, so I only know, know that it's a mystery. So I didn't know there was a know, competition uh, about their disguise. Yeah. So too. for those who don't know how the how the masked singer works, each person going into the show chooses with the producers a disguise to say, I want to be a frog or a I lion see. or a icicle or whatever. Yep. And they make a custom an or they, and they make a custom, <laughs> uh, uh, costume sure. for them. And so they dress in these costumes and sing and not all of them are actual singers. Right. And so the sure. panel has to guess who the singer is based on their voice in the singing. And it's a famous person. Yeah. And it's always someone famous. Like, like there've been football players and there've been, you know, so that's how it kind of works. So, what they're dressed as will it be an animal plus 110 a food plus 325 mm. or other plus 150 like an icicle i like food <laughs> yeah uh icicle could be food too just so you know um it could be yes i like also food. also the perfect murder weapon is an icicle i've always heard that yeah i think it'd be harder than you think to kill someone eh, with maybe. an icicle maybe in the like- stephen king novels it works though <laughs> um I'm I like food because ultimately I think everyone likes food and if someone had a perfect, you know, costume as a piece of pizza, who wouldn't like that? So that's my bet. Food. So that's plus three twenty five. That's big money. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm Ryan, going other. What are you saying? I'm going other. Other. Ryan's going icicle. Ryan thinks plus gonna, yep, he loves the icicle. Okay, now, here, like, now here's uh, the fun uh, part. Some, now this is gonna be like easier. This is gonna be easier for you guys because Ryan and Will are much more tuned into like the here and now than I am. The here and now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, 
<laughs> Fifi Box. Do we know who Fifi Box is? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Well, I'm so glad. I thought Will was going to say, oh, yeah, you don't know Fifi Box. Fifi Box is a rapper. They just sang. Fifi Box. Smash me with a. Okay. Let me just tell. I, I'm doing a quick I'm, Google. Yeah. She's an Australian radio broadcaster. So, no, I don't know. I don't listen to a lot of Australian <laughs> radio, Tyler. Well, I, look, I didn't know. I don't that. think that's a here look, and now thing. I'm simply. That's the favorite on BetUS's uh, Mass Singer. She's Fifi pretty, Box. though. Minus I'll be down to check out Fifi's so, box. So, so the bet is <laughs> who will be a masked singer? And Fifi box is minus 25. Okay, next is Samantha Jade. That's Who's that? Or, I don't know. Uh, Ricky no Lee idea. Coulter? Samantha wow, Jade. Well, we don't know any of these people. Samantha Jade? Jade. Everybody put your hands she's together in, Okay, for she's an Australian singer. This must be an Australian Oh, it's season. Australian. It doesn't say that on here. Who's oh. Ricky Lee Coulter? <laughs> Look I'm up. sure it's it. R-I-C-K-I. Dash L E E and then C O U L T E R. Uh, he's an Australian singer. Yeah, uh, it's all so. Australia. A bunch of blokes from across yeah. the pond, mate. That was stupid. I don't think many people here are going to be watching the Australian. Well, look, it may be BetUS, but we know they're diverse. So check them out online, no betus.com. Look, if you're uh, a real degenerate, tailgate. you could be betting on Australian Matt Singer. <laughs> like, this is a positive. So I want to bet on the it. Grand Theft Auto. That'll make it fun to, <laughs> to play it. It's all incredible. right. Should we go? Should we finish the show with one game? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Ryan, Will. We're going to go to therapy today. Oh, boy. Yes, we are. Do I have We're to? We're going to lean you back on the chair. Have you ever heard of the word association game? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. here's how it works for those who don't know. I give Ryan and Will either one word or a series of words, and all they have to do is respond immediately with one word or phrase they think of. Okay? So if I, I can say... can give a phrase? Yeah, you can give okay. a phrase. So if I say icicle and Will says, Mass Singer... Right. And I go, oh, okay. So that mm. that's how uh, word association works. It's meant to be a very deep psychological experiment. Okay. Sure. So uh, now there's two rules. Okay. First rule, you must answer immediately. So once I say something, there's no thinking. You can't pause for a second and think it's whatever. If if you say vanilla ice cream, I don't care. First thing out of your head, you got to say. Okay. Yeah. So you must answer immediately. And then number two is there are no wrong answers. So if you say whatever, that's probably up for debate psychologically yeah. speaking. Yeah. Okay, so those are the rules. Okay, uh, Will, you can go first here. Okay, all right. Respond to this immediately. Yep. Crimson Tide, Alabama. Okay, right, that was pretty good. That was easy enough. Ryan, mm-hmm. you ready? Yep. Connor Stallions, Michigan. Oh, come hero. On. <laughs> hero. That's good, though. I'm glad. I, I was hoping you go scam artist, but that's okay. Okay. Uh, Will, next. Mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that's so lame. Ryan. Urban Meyer. Florida. Will. Oh. Matt Campbell. The best. Ryan. Rose Bowl. Pasadena. Will. Playoff committee. Crooked. Ryan. <laughs> Denzel Washington. What'd you say? Denzel. Uh see Equalizer. That's Will. what I meant. Tom Cruise. Overrated. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh Ryan. Andy Dufresne. Uh prison. Isn't do you guys like this or not? Yeah. Keep yeah. going. Do you have more? Uh, oh, I got plenty more. All right. Uh Will. <laughs> Get more fringe. Ooh, okay. Get more fringe. Will. Uh-huh. Marshmallows. S'mores. Ryan. 
Leather. Boot. Will. Artificial turf. Green. Oh, that's weak. Ryan. Uh, uh, Venus. Mars. Ooh. Will. Headphone. Music. <laughs> okay, let's finish this. Are you just naming things in the room now? Right. I think that's all we have. Let's let, let's send the let's send the crowd out with one. Uh, let, let, ooh, you know what I like? Yeah. Let's give a Friday night pick. A Friday night pick. See you. Plus four. Plus four. Plus four. This is to end the podcast at we Washington State. We didn't even talk about this. Yeah, they're Washington yeah, State, at right? Wazoo. Wow. Plus 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 four. plus four. End of the podcast that way. Love it. Follow yeah, us on go. Twitter at CFP underscore pod. We'll see you soon.